coming through the door. I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Hello, love. Hello, love. Hello. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Each and every one of you we miss love. when you're not here. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Come on in, love. Come in, love. I must say I was sure surprised. You're the last thing I expected by hello, love. Watchdog Morning Show underway for a Thursday. A mostly cloudy morning, a sunny afternoon. Daytime high around 46. Sunny tomorrow, 56 or so. And the weekend's going to be nice and warm, up to 60 perhaps as much on Saturday or Sunday, although we do look for a continual rain pretty much on Sunday. 35 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 33 at the Highlands, 35 in Elm Grove, and still 35 here, Bob? Right on the money, Howard. 35 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. A couple of uh, items off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Uh, another person re- reflecting on what we talked about yesterday, uh, Ollie's Discount Store. Uh, our friend Alan uh, from Neffs, who is, where is he today? He is, I think he's in Naples? Uh, oh, no, he's still in the local area, but then we're off to Napoli, Italy. Man, they, they, how do they travel so much? They're everywhere, anywhere. Uh, Bob, Ollie's Discount Store. Yeah, that's it. Is in the old Farmore building at the mall. Aldi's is a German chain operating similar to a European grocery store. I don't know how European grocery stores operate, but... I've never been in one, Howard. I haven't either. Um, So there you go. A little uh, reflection there off of that. Uh, Let's see. Also off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Um... Fine job for the central coaches, 111 to 8. <laughs> okay. Um, a reminder here off the Frio Stack auction service text line, Pearl Harbor Day, uh, 82. That's right. It is December Pearl. 7th, yes. Yeah. We, uh, we talked to Ted about it yesterday with uh, Mac Warner, uh, Secretary of State, uh, who was speaking uh, at uh, a Pearl Harbor Day celebration in Morgantown today. You know, Howard, we weren't even thought of then, but I bet if the old-timers were here, I bet the first thing in, what, the, the, the middle 40s, the, the late 40s, the 50s, that's the first thing they thought about on December 7th. I be, I'm sure. And we didn't even but, – but, again, we weren't around then. But, yeah. it, but what a horrible day that was. And I always feel bad – in earlier years on the radio, again, I've been around 50 years, so, you know, in the earlier years, I would pay a little bit more attention to it. We would do something special for Pearl Harbor Day. Um, and I, and, and I, I, I guess I even apologize. I, we just don't. I, don't. I don't think of it enough, and I know you're welcome to send me a text and say, you know, that's what's wrong with you young people. It's, it's okay to say that because we should remember it. Um, and I usually either somebody tell, reminds me about it on the text line or – in real life, or a day or two later, I'll go, oh, man, Pearl Harbor Day just went by. Uh, but we will at least uh, acknowledge it. Thank you for the text reminding me about it, uh, Pearl Harbor Day today. 82 years is what they say. I haven't done the math, but I guess that's right. 
Yeah, I mean, my grandparents were a young couple, uh, had at least one kid, uh, maybe two. Uh, but uh, my grandfather, you know, went off to war just like uh, so many did. It just, I just couldn't imagine that, Howard. I mean, I keep saying how lucky, you know, it just seemed like I was lucky the time frame. Uh, but I keep waiting for that other shoe to drop, you know. Maybe not so lucky. Maybe it'll just be later in my in my life. But I've uh, been very, very lucky, both of us. Yeah, we both yeah, – absolutely. And, um, and I am appreciative of the luck. I am too because I don't know how those guys kissed everybody goodbye and said, uh, I'll be back, uh, maybe. I might be back. The um, Pearl Harbor – there's a movie called Pearl Harbor. You've probably seen it. It is almost as good a depiction of Pearl Harbor, I, to the best of my knowledge – as is the, um, what's the Tom Hanks movie about D-Day? Help me. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. That, that opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, it, it really takes you into war. Oh, man, it's like being on a roller coaster. And uh, the the scenes from Pearl Harbor, uh, the movie, are, are are an intense reminder of what it would have been like, you know, to wake up one morning there in Hawaii and suddenly you hear the sirens going and the planes are coming. Not the same, but October 7th, that was a surprise attack. Yes. December 7th, 1941, that was a surprise attack. And uh, the world really changed after that day. I think it will be, uh, I, I, I don't want to say it'll use the same quote, but it, it, October 7th, 2023 will be another day that will go down in infamy. Um, certainly, certainly in Israel, but really, probably it will join the pantheon of dates that people remember: uh, Pearl Harbor Day, 9/11, October 7th in Israel, that horrific attack on Gaza. And a much more personal attack. You know, those people were face to face with each other, and you know, the Japanese pretty much bombed and uh, machine gun from the airplane from the from 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 the skies. Yeah, just uh, amazing. Uh, all right, 8:14 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I want to talk about Streetscape coming up later on. This new ad uh, that Jim Justice has that out. I might talk about that with Brad in a minute or two here. And Brad McElhenney should be coming by soon. And we're going to be talking about the gubernatorial debate. Three of the four candidates will be on hand for a gubernatorial debate tonight, sponsored by Metro News. We will carry it here on the station, and uh, we'll preview it with Brad coming up next to see what uh, you know. How 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 do things stand here at the beginning of the the debate? Uh, which candidates are leading in the polls, which ones seem to be rising or going down, how are they doing on campaign fund fundraising. We'll kind of set the stage for the debate. Brad's coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. 
Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job, your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. I'm not buying till I check Doan Ford. Our countdown to Christmas continues with the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on AM 1600 and 1370. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. State's very own, Wheeling's very own, Glendale's very own, the Panhandle's very own superstar Brad Paisley, our uh, bumper music theme of the morning this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 818. You know it would be neat if we could find some music from him back when he was on the Capitol stage. Well, Howard, uh, funny you say that. In the 9 o'clock hour, I found a clip. Uh, Tom Miller introduces a 13-year-old Brad Paisley, <laughs> and what's special about this song, he wrote it Brad did? when he was 13 years old, wow. so that's at 9 o'clock. Stand by. That'll be coming up a bit uh, a bit later on this morning. Before I get to Brad McElhaney, Bob, I want again, I want to thank you. You brought me Pepsi this morning, and you know I, I could use it. I need it. Thank you very much. You also brought me donuts. Two donuts. I ate the glazed donut. <laughs> it is amazing how you can feel the sugar in your body just already... <laughs> My diabetes has now gone up on the scale. My A1C, those of you who have diabetes know, my A1C has suddenly shot up high because, my God, that was sweet. It was a, it was, I mean, the glaze was just glazy. You might want to save that over for tomorrow then, Howard. Yeah, well, it's too late. <laughs> saving nothing. It's all gone. Actually, I do have the chocolate one. Yeah, I got you a chocolate one. I might save that one. Or I'll save it for 9 o'clock. You know, sometimes I need an extra boost at 9 o'clock. Brad McElhinney is with us here from Metro News. Good morning, Brad. Oh, hi. Good morning, Howard. You've made me hungry again. Yeah, I'm telling you, this, this glazed donut, to, holy mackerel, I could feel my sugar rise the minute I took the first bite. Yeesh, it was a... Oh, somebody yeah. get Howard some kale. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, let's, let's, not, let's not go overboard. Hey, I want to talk about the gubernatorial debate, but um, first of all, have you seen this new ad, TV ad, that Jim Justice is running um, that he put out in response, really, to the Club for Growth ad against him? 
is the Marilyn Mooney ad. Marilyn Mooney, yeah. I, I have, and so there was, for some reason, there was a transcript of the ad on what I saw on the internet, and it, it's an AI transcript, so it just it, it types out what it thinks it hears, and it calls, instead of Marilyn Mooney, it calls the congressman Marilyn, like Marilyn Monroe or Marilyn Manson, <laughs> Marilyn Mooney. Marilyn Mooney, all right. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Is there, Congressman Mooney, is there anything we need to know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, is there something you're not telling us, Marilyn? Um, it was a really interesting ad. I, I think I think it might have been your story or a Metro News story. It might have been Stevens, but I think it was Metro News. Just the day before had said, uh, we asked the governor's campaign if he was going to do any response to the ad, and they didn't have any comment. And then that very same day, this ad came out. Um I, I find it a, a pretty effective ad. Um, really, really counteracts all of the claims the Club for Growth made. Yeah, I you know there's there's an ad war going on now, and that is great for uh, you know ad departments for West Virginia media. <laughs> but uh, I, I I wonder the so the Mooney ads accuse Justice of essentially being a rhino liberal squish, right? And the justice ads accuse Mooney of being a, a guy from Maryland, somebody who's not from here. And that's that's fairly well-trod territory, both of them. And it'll be interesting to see if if either campaign really moves the needle. Um, you know, I, I, I do think just saturating people with uh, millions of dollars or a half million dollars in, in these ads maybe could make a difference. Uh, but justice also is just so far out front. I, my initial reaction to the, the Club for Growth ads on behalf of Mooney was like, boy, you guys needed to start six months ago. Yeah, they said, or maybe it was Hoppy's commentary or somebody said that, you know, they want to see if they can move the needle. They might move the needle a point or two, but there's no way to move the needle anywhere enough, in my mind, to close the gap that uh, that justice has over over Mooney. Uh, no matter how many times he he, he calls him a rhino, and uh, I thought the the uh, the justice ad was really good. For, first of all, we haven't heard Marilyn Mooney since Dave McKinley ran ads against him. <laughs> so, that was last year. <laughs> yeah, right. So Marilyn Mooney was back. He used Marilyn Mooney, I think, three times in that ad, if I remember correctly. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Justice, uh, the, the, he he tags himself as Big Jim Justice. Vote for Big Jim Justice. Um, a little family picture there at the end. It's really neat. Um, and he hits strong against the Club for Growth. That whole Club for Growth thing, Brad, is so bizarre because the Club for Growth is criticizing justice, uh, and yet they are the, you know, the anti-Trump people. I mean, it just the whole thing doesn't make sense if, if you stop and think about what they're saying and who's saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, if you can break it down, justice is the Trump endorsee, but also is heavily supported by the current Senate Republican leadership, right. uh, Mitch McConnell and, and the leadership team surrounding McConnell. Uh, and then Mooney, who has a history with the House Freedom Caucus, is sort of the outsider, and, and he would consider himself the more sort of pure voting conservative, I guess. Uh, so it, it is a contrast in who's supporting who, uh, but it's, you know, 
the fact that both Trump and Mitch McConnell are supporting justice is either either a weakness or he's got all bases covered. And I'm, I'm not sure which way it goes. Probably more that he's got all bases covered. I think probably more that he's got all bases covered. And, you know, he... Um, uh, I think it. I think Mooney had to really feel the. Mooney likes to claim that even though Donald Trump hasn't endorsed him, he Mooney, he, I'm really the Trump guy. I'm the Trump guy. That's that's the that's the you know the image he portrays, and Justice in this ad really slaps that down. You know, uh, I have the Donald Trump endorsement picture of Donald Trump there, and so on. Anyway, I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time. I thought the ad was very effective. The governor, uh, he's he's got good good. Um, Good campaign people working for him here with this particular ad, at least I thought so. And you're right, we've got to check with Mooney about this Maryland. Is he Maryland or Maryland? I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. All right, Brad, tonight, big debate. Three of the four gubernatorial candidates on the Republican ticket are going to debate. What are you going to be watching for? You know, I, so this is the Republican primary, and each of these uh, three candidates who are participating have uh, a track record and, and different-ish personas. Uh, Matt Warner, the two-term Secretary of State from Morgantown, uh, House Judiciary Chairman Moore Capito, uh, son of the U.S. Senator, of course, grandson of former Governor Archmore, so a political history lineage. And then Chris Miller, businessman from Huntington, runs his family's auto dealerships. Uh, he is the, although he says we need to, get rid of the good old boy system. He is, in fact, uh, the son of Congresswoman <laughs> Carol Miller and grandson of, of a congressman from Ohio. So uh, those three candidates sitting around the table with Hoppy, they, they have each categorized themselves. I think we might have lost him. There he is. Vanilla, French vanilla and vanilla with chocolate chips. <laughs> but I am interested in... in Hoppy drawing them out on more specific policy items and, and how they assess their own brand of conservatism versus how they would actually act as the chief executive. Uh, Warner has said that he's fighting for West Virginia values. More Capito has, has described himself in a more practical way as a get-it-done conservative, uh, talking about legislative action. And then uh, Miller has talked about his history in the business world, thinking he can apply some of those lessons to the chief executive's office. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. So I, I just think it's going to be interesting if if Hoppy can get them to be more specific on uh, the state's economy, uh, on on some of these workplace issues, uh, particularly public sector matters, where the state is, you know, constantly looking for educators and child protective services workers. Uh, the education arena, uh, Warner in particular, is very interested in uh, West Virginia education. So I, I just think that there's a lot to explore, and it can do the job of helping West Virginia primary voters uh, pick among these possibilities. Pretty confident that Hoppy will ask the right questions. I just don't know whether the candidates will respond in the ways that I'd like them to or if they're going to go back to I had to use the phrase talking points. I had Mac Warner on yesterday, and he and I were talking about this. You know, what I'm fearful of is that it will continue to be three guys trying to out-conservative the other guy, 
uh, as opposed to talking about what do, does my brand of conservative, conservatism do for the state? What do I want to do? How do I want to bring changes to education? How do I want to improve the foster care system and so on? And I'm, I hope I'm going to hear that. I'm sure Hoppy is going to try his best to get that. I would think he would. But I, I'm just not sure. Right now, this seems to have been a campaign of everybody trying to out-conservative the other one. And, you know, speaking of Donald Trump, running to Trump, you know, if, right. if I don't get the Trump endorsement, I will endorse him. <laughs> so you've seen that a few times. That's right. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that, that does show you, I think, sort of a – it's a signal of party loyalty – but it doesn't really help you figure out, well, you know, what am I getting from you, the potential chief executive, and your administration? I wouldn't necessarily expect any of these candidates to be experts down the line on West Virginia's criminal justice system or the education system. I don't think you have to know everything about everything, but yes, giving me some sense would be helpful. And, you know, the other thing I've, I would like to hear is, some sense of what is reasonable. Uh, you know, what I've heard from these candidates is some, a few of them have said, I'm going to be the biggest champion of school choice that you have ever seen, or I want to make major strides toward elimination of the West Virginia personal income tax. So big talk, big picture items, but you know, is there a sense of realism about what those things might mean? Yeah, exactly. And I, I would be curious to see if any of them can explain how, again, you want to be more conservative than the other guy. You want to be more Trumpian than the other guy. But how does that translate into executive action? Um, I mean, your your political philosophy certainly does inform the work that you do. But the chief executive is not really a technically not a political executive. Jim Justice sometimes makes me wonder about that. But, I mean, the, the chief executive's job is to, well, to get things done. Um, so how does your conservatism, which we're going to, again, I feel comfortable we're going to hear about from, from all of them, how does, that, uh, how does that lead to a certain type of policy? I'll be curious uh, to see. We should mention that uh, there are four candidates and only three on the stage tonight, right? Format mm -hmm. and uh, so I, I think it's sort of an around the table. Hoppy does have some questions in mind, but I think we'll also feel free to kind of let it flow. But what you were getting at is the guy who is not going to be there is the three-term Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who opted against. I, I kind of thought maybe he would change his mind as the time grew nearer, but that doesn't appear to be the case. And what he said at the time was a weeks and maybe a couple months ago, was he thought that the debate should be later in the cycle, after the official January filing period, because he said that he thought the shape of the race through the candidates would change, that some would drop out. I, I don't see that. I mean, I, I see Miller, who has significant amounts of his own money, uh, Capito, who has consistent polling strength, and... And Mac Warner, who is, the polls would show you he is gaining some momentum, 
uh, I, I see them all as, as really wanting to do this and see it through. So I, I, I don't know where Morrissey is necessarily coming from, although I think there is also sort of a political play to try to appear inevitable. I'm the guy. I don't have to mess around with these other guys. I don't have to be there. I'm the three-term attorney general fighting for West Virginia values on the national stage. And, and so I, I just think that is symbolically what he's trying to achieve. Yeah, I, I'm inevitable, and I don't have to. I, I think he's trying to he's trying to be Trump, you know. As, but Trump has a, I don't know the numbers are. You know, Trump has a 60 percent uh, uh, electability rating over what 18 to the next person. Uh, he can afford to say I'm not going to the stage. Uh, Morrissey is not that way. In fact, let's look at where as we sit at the beginning of this debate here. Had the debate tonight, uh, Brad. Let's look at where the polls are putting the various candidates. Morrissey seems to be in the lead, but not necessarily by a lot, right? The most recent poll I saw, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was the WMOV radio poll with, I think it was Triton Research. It it was, you know, a significant and professional poll, and it showed Morrissey in first place, but with maybe 30-ish percent of the vote. Right. Uh, And then in second place in that poll, honestly, was undecided. And I think that's the group that you really want to reach tonight because they can make a difference. Um, but it, 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 it's, I, I will say to a large extent, it's almost anyone's game. I mean, there, there are a couple of – Morrissey and Moore Capito are, are a little bit stronger. Uh, I think Mac Warner is not done as well as I expected him to. Chris Miller is – he's done better than I expected him to, but he still is in, what, the second tier, however I want to phrase that. Um, but still, with, with given time and given, I guess, money and everything else, I think anything could happen in this particular race. It's not like the Mooney justice race where I, I think that Jim Justice is inevitable. I, I just don't know how Mooney pulls that one out. Uh, in, in this governor's race, I think anything is possible between now and Election Day. I do, too. And, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's both far away and coming up before you know it. But uh, that's the, the race in most of the polling consistently, the, the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce poll, the Metro News West Virginia poll, the WMOV poll, all of which are relatively independent, show that, that the front runners have been Morrissey and more Capito, but that there is significant favorability among the electorate for Mac Warner and Chris Miller. And more than 20% undecided still, which is, I think, a reasonable position for the voters to take, given that it's December. And, you know, if you can begin to persuade that 20% or take take some chunks away from some of the other candidates, then uh, we're still at the point where anything can happen. And tonight's, tonight's debate, I think, is it goes a long way in, in defining yourself and what the voters might expect from you. Stephen Adams from the Ogden Papers uh, yesterday had a column quoting the Black Bear Pack, which has some ties to Morrissey, so I want to point that out. Uh, but in that pack, uh, that re- that poll that just came out, according to Stephen, 39% would support Morrissey, uh, 23% for More Capito, 14% for Mac Warner, 10% for uh, Car- uh, Chris Miller, 14% undecided. Uh, again, really, they're all close enough for anything to occur so that's at least steven's most recent poll from the black bear pack um and how are they doing just very quickly before i let you go how are they doing in raising money 
Morrissey has been out ahead, and he does have the support of the Black Bear Pack, which is uh, a significant source of of potential advertising dollars. So Morrissey really with the advantage, more capito with some pretty healthy fundraising. Uh, Miller has his own source of private resources that, that he has not brought to bear so far, uh, but it's, it's there waiting if he wants to, to dip into that. And it has been more challenging for, uh, for Mac Warner, who is essentially fundraising at, at the state level uh, through his, you know, his, his friends and family and political supporter network, but also Mac Warner pulls out his, his military history and mm-hmm. tries to appeal to veterans. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think Morrissey has an advantage because he has operated kind of on this national stage with uh, cooperating with attorney generals, GOP attorney generals from around the country, uh, fighting against Biden and Obama overreach. So he gets these sort of national uh, support supporters of his campaign that it's more challenging for the other more West Virginia-based candidates to, to appeal to. All right. The debate is tonight at uh, 7 o'clock. Am I right? 7 o'clock. And then you and I are participating in a post-debate panel, uh, which should be interesting in, in and of itself. We're going to have we're going to have uh, quick reaction, quick, but quick, but detailed and deep reaction. Yeah, Brad will be there. Uh, Charleston Mayor Danny Jones will be there. Uh, I'll uh, I'll offer some opinion. Dave Wilson will be there. Who am I forgetting? Um, Jeff Jenkins. Marsha. Jeff Jenkins participating. Yeah. Marsha Kavalik, who is um, the host of Panhandle Live in the Martinsburg area. So we got much of the state covered. And uh, we will all have no doubt our own opinions. I'm going to be eagerly watching the debate and uh, curious to see. I'm watching to see who who is able to step up and talk policy. That's the first thing I'm looking for. Who's going to be able to give me something that resembles a policy position as opposed to a political position? And if I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they all just delve into policy deeply, but we'll have to wait and see. That's what I'm looking for. So I guess I will talk to you this evening at, at some point, uh, Brad, and uh, otherwise I'll talk to you here on the radio again soon. Oh, that'll be great. Very good. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Brad McElhenney, uh, yeah, Brad and I, uh, Charleston Mayor Danny Jones, um, Dave Wilson from uh, Metro News. They say Hoppy may, he, he may deign to come in and join us for a few minutes, but, you know, he is the moderator. He'll take, he'll be the big guy, but he may come in and offer some thoughts as well. Uh, in the, pre, uh, the, the debate we heard tonight on the Watchdog, 7 o'clock, uh, 8 o'clock, the post-debate panel including uh, Dave Wilson and uh, Marsha Kovalik and uh, Danny Jones and Brad McElhenney and me and Jeff Jenkins and maybe Hoppy, too. So tune in and listen. Uh, All right, Taylor Long, she ready? uh, She's probably upset that I've taken too long, right? Yep. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this December the 7th. Yesterday, Brian Chavez took the oath of office as the state senator in the Ohio Senate. He will represent Ohio's 30th district succeeding former Senator Frank Hoagland, who has retired. He's the manager and owner of Reno Oil and Gas, which manages the drilling and field maintenance for over 400 conventional gas and oil wells. He will serve the remainder of former Senator Hoagland's term and then run for a full four-year term in November of 2024. 
and a grand jury indicted two men from Jefferson County on charges of manslaughter. Among them, Rusty Lee Stevens, a 54-year-old resident of Brilliant, faces two counts of involuntary manslaughter, both first-degree felonies, and one count of felonious assault, a second-degree felony. 27-year-old Thomas Davis, also out of Brilliant, was indicted on one felony count of involuntary manslaughter and one felony two count of felonious assault. Both men are suspects in a homicide out of Brilliant that occurred back on April 30th. For more details, head to WTRF.com. Two cases of meningitis have been confirmed among children in Jefferson County with a third one possible. The health department says it's the first time the disease has been reported in the last three years. It's also called meningococcal disease and the main symptoms are fever, headache and a stiff neck. Health Commissioner Andrew Henry says the patients are between the ages of two and six and live in the Amsterdam Burgles area. He says it doesn't spread as easily as the common cold. Officials also say treatment needs to start as soon as possible if you believe you're experiencing symptoms, so call your health provider right away. And the Brook County Family Support Center is organizing a Healthy Grand Families event tonight from 5 to 7. The event is free to the public and it will take place at the Brook County Family Support Center on Main Street in Wellsburg. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. A three-point barrage by the visiting Pitt Panthers takes West Virginia down in the backyard brawl as Pitt rolls over the Mountaineers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. West Virginia's six-game win streak over the Pitt Panthers in the backyard brawl comes to an end as Pitt knocks off the Mountaineers by a final score of 80-63. to It was a game that was decided by two things, three-point shooting by the Panthers and strong second-half play. WV was down just a single point going into halftime, 36-35, and then in the second half, Pitt exploded, outscoring the Mountaineers 44 to 28. The three-point shot was the biggest story in record-setting proportion. Pitt on the night hits 16 three-pointers, which equals the all-time record by an opposing team. Kansas had hit 16 against the Mountaineers in a big 12 date. Pitt comes in and makes 16 threes. They were led by Blake Hinson. He hit for nine three-pointers, and he joins two other opposing players to set the record for most threes in a single game against the Mountaineers as he goes 9 of 15 for three, finishing up with 29 points to go along with seven rebounds. For WVU, 
three in double figures. Quinn Slazinski finishes up with 22 points and six rebounds. Jesse Edwards just missing a double-double with 20 points and nine boards. And Ofri Neve finishes up with 11 points. So West Virginia falls 80-63. to Quick turnaround now coming up on Saturday afternoon. It's WVU against the Drexel Dragons inside the Coliseum. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Thursday Hotline, Jermaine Lucier will check in with news on the biggest movies and TV shows. Larry Gross will be by to talk about Mountain Stage and its season wrapping up. Amy Smith will have your weekend stock market report. And Kevin Kender from Blue Gold News with reaction to the WVU Pitt basketball game. Plus your text in or out and the question of the day. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All Christmas song, Christmas carol that defines Christmas Eve. That's This is the song. I mean, when I hear this song, I immediately go into the reflective Christmas Eve mood. I guess it's probably because of tradition. I usually hear that at the tail end of the Christmas Eve service as you go out in the dark night. Brad Paisley does a great job of it there. Then again, Brad Paisley does a great job of pretty much everything he does. But um, that song, you know, there, are, there are, I love all the Christmas carols and all the secular Christmas music too, but that particular song really gets to me every time. It, it does, Howard. It, it's kind of a simple song, but it says it all. Yeah, Silent Night, Holy Night. I mean, it's just, it just, um, yeah, it just, there are certain songs that define a mood, and that's it. 848 does until the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Bob, I don't want this to be making fun of anybody. Come on, Howard. Let's no, have no, some no, fun. No, no, no. I'm serious. I don't want to make fun of it. <laughs> I can't get out of my head that central score last night. 
I yeah. can't get that out of my head last night. And it was even kind of worse than that. Uh, we do not do the G- JV game, uh, but I found for out. Those, I, just for those who come in late or didn't catch the game last night, Central Girls beat Magnolia 111 to eight, correct? That's, cor- that's correct. Sheesh. Okay. And it was kind of like a sign of things to come with the JV game because the JV Magnolia girls team, they got shut out. Oh, wow. And I don't know. I think it was like 40-something to nothing. So, again, I, I feel for the for the girls basketball team uh, at Magnolia because then things got worse uh, when they went to the varsity game. Uh, just like Howard said, that game was 111 to eight. And So the Magnolia girls in two games scored Eight points. And there was a time that I didn't know if they would score at all. That's how bad it was. And I know some of the listeners kind of took a shot at the the coaching staff at Wheeling Central. It was a damned if I do, damned if I don't uh, situation from the get-go. And you look, I mean, you got to put somebody on the floor. What do you tell them? Don't try? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's more embarrassing than than the score itself. And it's early in the season, so you, 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 you got to play. Everybody who's out there, you want them to be, you know. Yeah, so the, the, those points put up was by uh, the bench, uh, the, the girls' uh, basketball team, Wheeling Central. That was they their bench. They didn't have, at, at 98, they didn't keep the starters in. They right? didn't, no, yeah. but the, 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 everybody couldn't miss. It was just one of those games. It just, I, again, I, I don't. I almost didn't want to bring it back up again. I don't in any way want to be embarrassing to the Magnolia team. And you know what? Maybe next week they'll have 100 more. Who knows? It's just it's been sticking in my mind ever since Slider on Sports last hour. You know, geez, 111 to 8. What I'm concerned about, Howard, you know, we we just started the girls' uh, season. Central's going to be a very good team. Do I think they're the best team around here? I don't. So it sounds to me like Magnolia is going to have trouble, and I just hope they can get through the season. You know, that that is a hell of a note to get beat like that, and that's early in the year. How do you continue? And Well, how do you continue? And how, do, how does a coach rally the troops after that? What do you say to your team? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not a coach, so I don't have to, but I, I don't know. We'll get them next time. Remember, I guess, put it in your memory bank. We're young. We'll get better. And uh, just remember. I just, I, I almost didn't want to bring it up because I don't want to, I'm not picking on the central coaches for doing anything wrong. I'm not picking on Magnolia for not being good. It's just, to, in my mind, I'm just a layman out here. Pays, you know, that, that score just staggers me. 111 to 8. And as you point out, add in this JV game where Magnolia scored nothing. Magnolia scored 8 points in 2 games and i'm sure they're talking about throughout the whole state of west virginia and throughout the country you know when sports shows or or sports reports looks see that score it just was one of those things it just was one of those games where you just central couldn't miss listen i i hope magnolia comes back and does very well next week i don't i don't i don't have any you know dog in the hunt um but i i would love to see them come back and Put up 50 points or something. You know what I'm saying? At least be competitive. You know, at least not get your feelings hurt. When is our next game? Do you know? And I'm, I don't. I should know, and I don't know. Do you know? I have the schedule here. I know Saturday is the boys' hoops. Uh, they uh, kick things off here on the Watchdog. That'll be Saturday. Bye, 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 bye. I got 5:30 here, Howard. Okay, that's uh, our next uh, high school game. Probably six o'clock tip off. We'll go on the air right around 5:30. 5:30. Okay. Um, and women's basketball uh, on uh, WVU uh, on Saturday as well. So, and the same thing happened to WVU last night, Howard. You and I have talked about off the air and on the air. You know, they came out like gangbusters. They got off to an eight nothing run. They were just down one point at halftime, and yeah, then I, was, uh, I, I listened half, first half, 
And I was right at the right at the halftime. I said, "How are they going to go into the locker room?" And boom, there it was. There but it was. they're wore out. There's just not enough players on the bench to, to kind of keep it. Well, we've talked about that all. Se- you have talked about that all season long. They just don't have enough players. Yeah, when you're playing a team like that, they're just going to wear you down, and that's what's been happening to the Mountaineers. So um, have to see eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, let me do a break. I, you and I have not talked about – we talk all the time about the Senate race, Jumps, Justice, and Mooney. We haven't really talked a lot about the governor's race. I, I'm curious about your take is on the four that are running for governor. Uh, but let's take a break first. We'll come back and talk about that on the Watchdog Morning Show. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Hello, Ohio Valley. This is Kate Delaney inviting you to join me overnight here on The Watchdog. Whether it's talking to big names in entertainment or sports, discussing the latest political news, or just chatting about life, I'll be here to keep you company on The Watchdog, WVLY AM 1370, FM 97.7, or online at watchdognetwork.com. Enjoy a wheeling wonderland Saturday, December 9th as the Nailers take the ice for action-packed hockey. Game time, 710. Explore the Holiday Village for unique and cool gift ideas from area boutiques and shops. There's a pom-pom hat giveaway. Stop by to see Santa and the Winter Princesses. And take part in the always fun teddy bear toss. Enjoy free hot chocolate while supplies last or purchase adult hot chocolate drinks. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Holy night, Son of God, love's pure light. Liked it so much, Howard. I played it again. It's all right, you know. <laughs> You know what, it, what? When you play or I play the same song more than once, do you, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Being the bars. Ah, yes. <laughs> it reminded me I was talking to you too much in between so, uh, the break. I'm sorry about that. But but when Bob and I would hit the uh, hit the uh, the taverns on occasion back in the old days, we would hit the jukebox too. And if we found a song we liked, what did we do with it? We wore it out. We absolutely <laughs> wore it out over and over and over. To the point that guys would go, hey, please, no more of that. Don't do that. But we like Frank Sinatra. Whatever. Uh, five before the hour. I, I, I don't know if we have enough time to get into a deep discussion about this. We can carry it over to the next hour. You and I have talked a lot about Justice and Mooney and when Manchin was possibly in that U.S. Senate race and, and so on. But we haven't talked a lot, Bob, you and I, about the uh, governor's race. Four contenders there. You have uh, Patrick Morrissey, Moore Capito. Mac Warner and Chris Miller from the uh, Charleston Huntington area, uh, all in the race. I think all are all are competitive, 
Morrissey and Mark Capito, clearly the, the sort of the top tier. What do you? I mean, do you have any thoughts on those four candidates? I do. I mean, not strong thoughts, but I, what what hit me was that uh, Patrick Morrissey's is screwing things up big time. You know, he had the momentum going on with the opioid uh, trial. Mm-hmm. He actually could say, "Look, I did this for you, West Virginia. I've been your attorney general. Uh, I've, I've been here for you. I've done this." And uh, he just didn't do it. In fact, he, he chooses to, to be like his uh, hero, Donald Trump. He, he's not even going to go to the uh, debate. But, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, the vice presidential debate. You know, you, sir, are no Donald Trump. I mean, I think I think that's the game he's trying to play. Donald Trump doesn't it's not working, to go to the debate. But it's not working. I won't go either. No, no, you're not Donald Trump by a long shot. And and if, if for no other reason than that— Donald Trump's polling numbers are so, I mean, he is the only person polling Trump significantly in that presidential race. The others are way down there. Now, they're fighting among themselves. Somebody has to come in second, and the second place may get it since we both agree there's a possibility Trump may not be on the ballot. But Morrissey isn't in that position. No, and and again, I, I think he really messed up. He should have been crowing. He had something to actually crow about. He should have said, look, and I want to be your governor because I will fight for you. The other people had names. They still have that name. But they hadn't done what Morrissey has done. But now I think he's he's lost that momentum, Howard, because he's kind of hiding. Well, and I think that's going to augur against him. I think uh, people are going to look at... Even if they don't watch the debates, and there is this one tonight, there's another one coming up at some point that I think he has also said he's not going to take part in. If Even if you don't watch it, you're going to be aware of the fact that he didn't go. And you're going to ask yourself, well, what's he hiding from? Why, why does he not want to meet these people face-to-face? And I think it's pretty simple. Uh, Patrick, you're going to lose this race. Maybe you would have lost it anyway, but if you don't show up, you don't have a chance. Well, he's got, uh, again, according to the there are a variety of different polls out, now, this one just came out yesterday. Stephen reported it yesterday. Uh, the Black Bear Pack, which is connected to Morrissey, so that you know, keep that in mind. Thirty-nine uh, percent for Morrissey, twenty-three percent for More Capito. Fudge that a bit because it's a Morrissey-affiliated poll. Yeah, it's five, six points different. More Capito, I think, could easily overtake Morrissey in this. I don't think Morrissey. I don't think he's got any right to think he's going to be able to. March into the top spot. No, he certainly doesn't, Howard. And if he did, he was sadly mistaken. Um, and he's got he's got money coming from the club for growth. They have said that they're going to put, as with Mooney, they're going to put up to $10 million into his campaign. Now, again, they're kind of fudging a bit on Mooney now since the justice is so far ahead. Uh, but the club for growth is going to put a lot of money into Morrissey's campaign. But, but Morrissey's got the same problem. The club for growth is an anti-Donald Trump PAC group. Now, they're supporting Morrissey, who Morrissey is tying himself to Donald Trump, but that does, it, it's, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's awkward because here's the club for growth who, who is against Donald Trump, who is supporting Morrissey, who is for Donald Trump, and I think that'll go to, uh, against uh, Morrissey in the end, too. And what's really uncomfortable is, uh, again, usually history will show if Donald Trump supports you and you get beat— He's oh probably not going to talk to you anymore. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And I've got some thoughts on Morrissey and Trump. We'll get to those coming up after the break. It is uh, 9 o'clock. A, B, C covers the world for us now. Christmas time in the city.
WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Students and staff at UNLV still trying to make sense of Wednesday's deadly campus shooting.